0: Hello and welcome to A Beer with Sam and Peter. Sam is not enjoying himself because I decided to do the intro this time. We're having a great fun time. Sam's not talking because he's sulking about the intro. We're drinking Endeavor Vintage Beer Co. Beer. And we're going to talk about our homework movie and it's great.
1: There's no need for me to speak.
0: (laughs) You just dig yourself your own hole. (laughs) But yes... Welcome
1: to a beer with Sam. And oh, Peter. so we
0: are going to keep that as the intro. You don't want it?
1: I don't care. Proud
0: Whatever, not? Sam. Okay, <laughs> we just power ahead.
1: Hello and welcome to it, episode twelve of a beer with Sam and Peter. It's episode twelve. We're we're still ourselves. I uh, forgot that bit. Yep, yeah. uh, we're still ourselves. Peter's wearing long pants. I am no shorts in sight because it's cold in Brisbane. It's bloody cold. I love that it's cold in Brisbane. Actually,
0: I I usually I really like the cold, but. I got. I've been sick for like two weeks, and I'm just kind of sick of it. Mm. Like the, being, the being the being cold thing is making my sickness worse, and it's just prolonging it. Pr- prolonging it, and I'm, think- I'm and I'm goddamn sick of it. See, my motives are that I have uh, I have some great sweaters, and so I need to. I do enjoy them. wearing sweaters. I got a. I, it was my birthday this week, and I got a, got a nice new blue sweater, That's which right. I'm rather par- partial to.
1: It's Peter's birthday.
0: Yeah. Or it was. It was. It's the Peter's
1: birthday episode, at least.
0: Oh, is that what we're going to call it? Yeah, it's the
1: Peter's birthday episode. And you know what? If you like Peter, like I know you do, and it's his birthday, show your support by subscribing to everything (laughs) everything we have. Please do.
0: You know, you'll find this. Validate us. Be with
1: Sam and Peter on Facebook, for instance. Facebook.com
0: slash Be with Sam and Peter.
1: Soundcloud.com slash Be with Sam and Peter.
0: Instagram, uh, AB with SP.
1: Yep, we had to shorten it.
0: Yes. Yeah, because that's a fun thing.
1: Yeah, everyone needs to have a little shortened Yeah,
0: little it's thing. good we're good getting the plugs out of the way. Yeah. But it's, I don't know, it's kind of weird. I've I've gotten past all the milestone birthdays now. We were sort of talking about this when we were having lunch before recording and... Um, yeah, so this is your 27th Yeah, I'm, I'm 22 now. Um, yeah. Officially, I would say in my mid-20s.
1: You're definitely in that, um, you're in that zone now where it's, it's all a little bit less like clear... Th- yeah. You know, like every birthday, really, I reckon, until you hit 21 is sort of a milestone birthday. You can always find stuff with it. Yeah. You know, like 21 is obviously a big deal because, you know, it's an American 21st thing's a big deal. And it's sort of trickled over here too. Yeah. It's big. You hold a big piss People up. have
0: 21st birthday parties. Really big ones. 18th is a big deal because you're finally properly an adult for yeah. those things. you can, you can can prop uh, You can usually drive. Yeah. You can drink alcohol. Nineteen, you can go out and stuff. Well, Nineteen see, is like second year uni. You're a bit more yeah. of an adult. Twenty is you're no longer a teenager. Even Twenty is a big
1: deal because it's you know two zero. Yeah, you're in your twenties, and then, and all, then the, all the teen birthdays are significant.
0: Because yeah, because you're, you're young and time moves slower when you're young. As time moves. Yeah. Is it quicker when you're younger or slower when you're younger? I think it, I think time speeds up exponent like as you get older I feel like that way yeah so that's time probably, moves slower when you're younger yeah
1: that's probably because yeah. you're measuring it you're measuring because stick the, gets longer
0: yeah exactly like the total chunk of like one year when you're eight is like an eighth of your life but when yeah. you're 20 it's a 20th of your life so that exactly. makes sense but yeah I'm 22, I'm 22 there's now. Nothing,
1: there's nothing until 30 in terms of milestones.
0: Yeah, I'd say 25 is probably the only kind of milestone. That's it's true. not like a milestone age, but 25 is Just an for like insurance purposes, and you can rent a car and stuff like
1: oh, that. Oh, you know all those <laughs> all those exciting things. Oh yeah, on
0: the horizon, financial yep. security and yep. such and such. Yep, and such, Oh, dear. <laughs> but what what beer are we drinking this week, Sam?
1: Uh, today we're drinking. In mm, endeavor vintage beer
0: co's growers bright ale. I don't yeah. know. There's a lot of text. It's a, it's on a weird. This. It's a weird. Um, yeah. craft beer. There's a
1: lot of text on this bottle, and none of it seems to like stand out enough to to me as the title. So I just am saying the whole goddamn thing.
0: <laughs> I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> Fuck. What have you done? I tip. I tipped it upside down because it had like floaty bits in the bottom, and I wanted to mix them into the.
1: So you just held your hand over the bottle. Well, yeah, and yeah, it was a it seal. Upside down.
0: It was a seal, and then you know it's gonna
1: burst everywhere. <laughs> I I didn't know that. Oh. So, Peter, people, uh, we are leaving this in because it's important to know that what just happened. Oh, I made a
0: terrible mistake.
1: yeah oh We'll be we'll be right back after we clear this up. It'll feel like no time's gone at all for you, but uh, trust me, it has. I'm so sorry. Are you recording? Yep.
0: Okay, and we're uh, back. Uh, yeah, we're back. Um, I made a horrible, <laughs> terrible, very bad, no good mistake. I, I, I saw this uh, in yeah. slow
1: motion. Or
0: yeah, uh, so the beers we're drinking this time are like, they're like the kind of beer, kind of like um, Cooper's. Where it has a bit of stuff in the bottom, yeah. so we'd already taken the lids off and stuff, and mine had a bit of stuff on the bottom. So I was going to turn it upside down to like dissolve <laughs> all that crap in the bottom, and I turned it upside down, and it sprayed everywhere. Yeah, yeah.
1: Let's just fi- let's all find the point at which this was a bad idea because I just like looked over as I was speaking and saw you put your hand over the like sort of absentmindedly put your hand over the bo- over the bottle. Yep. Just lean over, turn it upside down, and <laughs> as you turn back up, it just starts it just
0: sprayed everywhere. Well anyway, Sam, we we've had that bit of excitement. Oh. Let's get into the podcast. Okay, cheers. Oh god, it's it's beer. <laughs> A beer with A beer oh. with Sam and Peter uncut. Oh dear. Yeah, that is okay. absolute nightmare. Yep.
1: Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um so to finish our discussion on the beer, I think that's what we were talking about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the beer, it says, a fresh Australian bright ale using 2014 harvested Vic Secret, Cascade, and Galaxy hops.
1: Yeah, I think... I
0: think... It's, it's got hops from outer of, space in. The name of it is Grower's Bright Ale? Yes. And, and I it's made like, by Endeavor Vintage Beer Co. Yeah.
1: It tastes great. I'm just a little concerned about the uh, labelling. To be honest, that would be my main concern with this.
0: That's your criticism?
1: The smallest... The smallest and hardest to read letters on
0: the front are the name of the beer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I suppose you want your company out first. I don't
0: know. I don't know. It tastes good, though. We'd recommend it. It says, see bottle for best before date. Let's all check. Following at home. Checking the best mm, before. No. It doesn't have a, it's doesn't probably it. probably expired. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Right. Anyway. Homework movie, Sam. <laughs> As yeah. sort of a companion pe- piece to the train wreck that has been the intro to this podcast, yeah, we watched Inherent Vice this week, which is which is a movie I recommended and I had seen, and I forgot what it It turns out I would completely forgotten what that movie was all about. How and that amazing! That movie is the, weird. That that movie is so
1: weird and confusing.
0: Yes, it is intentionally mega
1: vague. It's oh, it actually really like got to me this one, like. I finished watching it and it was late at night, but I couldn't go to bed. I needed to watch something with some structure. Yes. Afterwards. Like
0: it was just so... It does have structure. Like, it, yeah. Okay. So
1: yeah. Inherent Vice is a movie that a lot of people probably haven't seen.
0: Yeah. Directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, who yep. directed a bunch of really successful movies. One of which is The Master, yep. which is a pretty... Did got a lot well, of Oscar buzz and cohesive stuff Cohesive like film. Very cohesive film. And this one? Yeah.
1: So, this one, yeah, this one...
0: It's based on a book.
1: Stars Joaquin Phoenix, Josh Broland. Um, anyone else have...
0: Um, Benicio Del Toro mm-hmm. is in it as yeah. a of character. Yeah. Um,
1: My big problem with him is that he, his conversations with Joaquin Phoenix, like, sometimes I have no idea what they're... It's, it's very <laughs> difficult
0: to hear what they're saying. Yeah. So, the, the whole sort of conceit of the movie is um, it's like a stoner noir film set in like... I, I the, would say
1: that the... Like,
0: it's a period movie it's period piece but it's a noir film <laughs> it has the classic setup like the, the yeah no, femme fatale. No, no, it, it has the
1: classic setup, femme, femme fatale the intrigue or whatever and the, they
0: sold the mystery and then that's the end
1: yes but it's sort of a nod to the time that it's set in yeah very
0: um, much I think which
1: is I always want to say the 70s for everything it's possible I think that it's, I
0: think not it's the like the 60s like hippie times
1: very hippie versus conservative.
0: Yeah. Times. Yeah. Uh, uh, the main the main character, Joaquin Phoenix, is the main character in it, and he really anchors the movie. His
1: main character is the main
0: he, character. He's the. Yep. Good. So, Shut up, Sam. <laughs> it's an edgy man. <laughs> <laughs> um. He's like a he's like a massive stoner private detective.
1: Yeah, a good one.
0: A good one, but he's got no memory because he's a massive dope. Yeah, bird.
1: and he's called the Doc. Yeah. I really enjoyed his character actually. Yeah. But he lives on the on the beach side and yeah, in LA. This whole thing is sparked off because his ex girlfriend. Yes. Uh,
0: and we're gonna to gonna to talk through the whole plot we'll of the movie one. because it is yeah. so confusing, it kinda of bears talking yeah. through.
1: So I think there's gonna be a point where we'll explain what this movie's about and the brief outline of the plot. Yeah. Then because it, if some for some people who haven't done their homework, um this is, like, such a different movie to all our homework movies. It's, it's, it's not something that a lot of people have seen. So, what I want to do is we'll talk about it, we'll tell you when we're going to spoil the out of it, and if you want to skip to the next timestamp thing, then, you yeah, you can skip it and you won't be spoiled.
0: Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. So, uh, the Doc, uh, who sports some great sideburns.
0: He has majestic sideburns. Majestic
1: sideburns. <laughs> He he lives in this he lives in this beach shack and is visited by his ex girlfriend who used to be like hippie, like him chick yeah, uh, and she comes to him with this weird, disjointed mystery thing about how super vague super vague how, how she comes to him
0: for, for help because she comes to
1: help because her, her older married husband's
0: her, her her so her boyfriend who is married. oh so boy, yeah sorry Her
1: boyfriend who is an older married like real estate. Tycoon's yep. wife and her lover are trying yeah, so to get the older tycoon guy's her boyfriend money
0: sent to an asylum. Yeah,
1: sent to an asylum, and then they get his money. Guys, it's so confusing. It's 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 amazingly confusing.
0: Yeah, intentionally so. It's yeah. like it's like a dream. Yeah, like it's it's it like makes you feel stoned watching the movie.
1: Sometimes it just makes. Like, I I would have liked it to make just a. Little bit more sense
0: watching it for the second time because I'd watched it before and you hadn't yeah watching it for the second time you definitely can tell what's going on mm. kind of yeah I, I, I guess. definitely helps to read Wikipedia afterwards and go Did okay you? this is exactly what happened <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> this is the intent um, so that's the basic setup and she wants his help and then she goes missing yeah and so he assumes the worst
0: she goes missing and, and her boyfriend, and her boyfriend, boyfriend goes, missing.
1: goes missing so he assumes the worst and he basically uncovers this big plot it's crazy, everybody internet kind of thing, which you just, you know, he's... Like I
0: mean, this he's, sort of classic noir thing, there's a bunch of stuff going on, all these different factions that all end yeah. up meshing in together. And it's, But also in this one, that's not as coherent as it is in most noir films. No.
1: And I think the, the overall, like, it it's really questionable as you go through the film, how much of a conspiracy there even really is. Like, there is one... But there's sort of his imagined one on top of that, I think. Yeah.
0: And it, it it sort of like brings his paranoia from being Yeah. A massive Stoner. Yeah.
1: But I like it I like the fact that he's actually very good at his job.
0: Yeah. He's somewhat competent despite the fact yep. that he's just high all the time.
1: Yeah. And uh, he's complimented really well by Josh Brolin's character, who is what is like him, Bigfoot?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Bigfoot. <laughs> who he is, is like just the fantastic
1: short back and sides. Yeah, he's like the
0: most conservative cop. Yeah,
1: but in the, in that mate. way, he's sort of like exactly what you want because he's he's not. He's the perfect prophet. antithesis
0: to yeah, um, Lucky and Phoenix. And he, there's no way he could possibly be in or anything. Yeah,
1: yeah. And he also drinks. He also drinks. He also eats very <laughs> phallic shaped chocolate covered bananas.
0: Yeah, chocolate covered frozen bananas. In <laughs> <laughs> <the> <laughs> most. The most
1: Ridiculous!
0: <laughs> Actually, his he's character he's eating scene—I've there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of scenes with him in it with him eating stuff.
1: Yes, there are, but none beats the chocolate covered banana. <laughs> I thought, yeah, it was a great touch that.
0: Yeah, so we might get onto the spoiling stuff. Yeah, now. so any of the spoils now. So, so that's, let's, really, let's that's talk really through the rest of the plot. So his girlfriend goes missing, but not um, really. But not really. So, no, we'll we'll get to that. So his girlfriend yeah. goes missing, and then he go he's like starts to uncover a bit of the mystery. He gets. He speaks to, um, uh, this black guy who he asks him to find, um, this Nazi guy.
1: Yeah, he um, keeps getting,
0: he keep, people keep coming into his office. Asking him to do things. And then
1: all, it all leads back to...
0: Yeah. To her. Yeah. And, and, he, oh, and she go, goes missing and he's, he's trying to find her. Yeah. And, um... He does a bit of investigating, goes to this, like... It's essentially a brothel. It's oh, like yeah. a Thai massage parlour. It's very much a brothel. Gets knocked... He goes to this Thai massage parlour, <laughs> gets knocked out...
1: Wakes up next to a dead guy, yep. surrounded by police.
0: Yep. Gets arrested, then gets out of jail, and then...
1: Please tell me, Peter, because I have... I really need questions. Like, I need answers. Like, i watched the movie, and I still have huge holes where I didn't really understand Like, which going. bit? So it gets all a little bit funky for me and hard to follow once once we get into the Golden Dragon. Is that the
0: name of the boat? Golden Fang. The
1: Golden Fang.
0: Which is the name of a boat, but it's also the name, the name of, of a like clay. a... It's the name of like a heroin importing... It's f- a front. Consortium.
1: The, the, the building.
0: And it's also... Um, Home to this
1: doctor guy. Yeah, it's and like that's a, it's it like a with, collection of
0: dentists. That's where it gets
1: really vague for me. Is that a doctor guy who I know I sh- I shouldn't like? Like he clearly he's doing something really terrible, but I never really figured out what. Yeah,
0: so the so doc goes to this golden fang building, which is shaped like a golden fang, which is just odd in and of itself. And he and he meets this doctor who is he? He's not a doctor; he's a dentist.
1: Who's super into drugs?
0: He's like super into drugs, and he's
1: fixing. He's got a whole back room where he's
0: fixing, fixing heroin her. addicts' teeth.
1: Yeah, because it ruins your teeth.
0: Yeah, and but
1: also he's doing something else.
0: But also, um, a girl who Doc had previously, like, found who'd like run away from home, and he yeah, found her. her. She also turns out to be with the doctor. Yeah, and then that that ties back in later with the movie. Gets the doctor killed. Yeah, that gets the doctor killed. Um, and you kind of hear about that in like a newspaper bulletin or oh, it's, something. It's nuts. It's weird. Then Shasta comes back, who's his girlfriend,
1: and it turns out it turns she's not who kind of she... sparked all this, but she actually just fucked off for a week.
0: Yeah. So it does like the Big Lebowski thing, where it turns out the girl that was missing just was gone, it was just out of town for yeah, three yeah, weeks. Yeah.
1: But he ended up uncovering all this stuff, some of which was actual crime.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then there's this actor guy. Go- there's this like musician guy who's going undercover for the FBI and he is in the same like hospital cult place where the, where Shasta's boyfriend was. Oh yeah. And He's so Doc goes, goes to there and there's a Nazi there who is the guy that the black guy wanted him to find yeah. originally. And it turns out that the Nazi is a bodyguard yeah. for this other guy, which is, uh, which the police man. are paying to, um, kill people him. for them. Yeah. And then, and then he gets captured by that guy, and he kills that guy and the Nazi guy. Yeah. And then Bigfoot's there, and they steal some heroin from the Golden Fang. Which Bigfoot then
1: plants on him. Which
0: Bigfoot then plants like, just, on him, so... and then he gives it back, and be- he's able to do that because the dad of the girl who ran away um, works for the Golden Fang. Oh, and
1: also Owen Wilson. And, and also, also Owen Wilson. On,
0: on, like, the whole big... Thing that ends up happening at the end of it is Owen Wilson's like going undercover for the FBI, infiltrating all these places. And he's not into it, but he he doesn't want to do it. He's just forced to by the FBI. He, leaves his he has like a he has like a wife with no teeth and a baby daughter, mm. and um, and the the deal ends up being that Doc can get him out of the game. Like he, Owen Wilson's character wants to go back to the actual bad guys. He wants to stop being on the hook from the FBI or yeah, something. Yeah. I don't. I and don't. He, he like frees Owen Wilson. Also, Demetria
1: the de Toro is looking at the other golden thing, which is a ship. Yeah, which never goes anywhere. Which Shasta
0: was was last was seen on the ship. She was like last seen but on the ship. Apparently, That's nothing. and that and that so is nothing. That ship? just gets explained away. The ship, I think, actually is a heroin importing ship. I don't know.
1: I couldn't tell you. It's
0: a weird movie. And then it, it, the movie ends with Doc and Shasta driving off into the sunset, basically. But
1: also. Yeah, I, so the thing that annoyed me the most about this movie was the sh- was Shasta, right? Yeah. Her storyline, the conclusion was just so out of left field for me and weird. So basically, she never stopped being a hippie, but she... And the doc, as it turns out, They're kind of into some freaky sex stuff?
0: No. So Shasta was like, she was into the real estate mogul guy, but he was kind of like, he was into a bunch of weird sex stuff and all these business deals and stuff. He'd have like parties parties on the boats and stuff and she would just be like there as a girl people would have sex with. Right. Basically.
1: Right. I thought she was saying that, that, that that was her, that was why she was there,
0: well, she was really into the real estate guy. Right, so... But okay. he, like, passed her around to all his friends. Yes,
1: but then she explains this to Doc in not a... Oh, this is a terrible thing that happened to me, but in, like, a... Like, she explains that to seduce him. Yeah. Which he seems into.
0: Yep. Yep, that happened. You know, <laughs> like... Yeah.
1: That's the bit that I didn't get. It was just so weird. It was, not ne- like, we'd never seen any of that part of, of the character before.
0: It sort of explains why she had gone away and come back. Like yeah. it ties up that plot thread of why right. she came back. I, I, I
1: understand that, but it just seems like the whole conclusion of the movie is surrounded is about them. I mean, the last scene is them.
0: Yeah, and their conclusion
1: was just was just weird and unsatisfying to me. I don't think so. And out of the blue, also it, does, it seems like he'll do nothing with the information that he's gotten. So for me, yeah. there, there was no conclusion. There was no... The bit that I was... Missing. Actually,
0: I definitely remember going, watching it this time and watching it the first time going, that, that's the fucking end? What do you mean? Yeah,
1: it seems like he found out the stuff that you meant to find out at the end of a noir film. And then
0: it just ends. But he
1: just never did anything with it. Yeah. Because Shasta's back and it turns out he didn't need to look for her, so I guess we'll just forget all the stuff we did with the mobs. The only thing that comes out of that concretely is Owen Wilson getting back to
0: his family. Yeah, that's kind of meant to be the, the bow on it. Yeah. I think.
1: God, man, it was just a weird, it was an experience watching this movie. Yeah. To. I, there are a lot of I, like I liked it because it. There are, a lot of
0: there are some it. fantastic performances. Yes. And just the characters are so good. I really liked it. The... Even if the plot isn't as tight as your regular film, no. it's something very different and interesting, I think. I think it,
1: for me, it really reflected the time period. Like it gave me a glimpse into that. I thought yeah. it, it did it really well. Like, the whole idea that everything probably was a little bit more difficult to understand and a little bit, well, it made probably less sense because you've got like this time, this crazy time where there you've got like free love and drugs movement. Yeah. And, you know, it, the all the hard ass regular Pushed government trying to work that. Around, there, mm. around that, it would have just been a, a weird time.
0: Yeah. Like, I think it captures that really It would have well. been really...
1: They, yeah. Especially since... Consider half the population is... Are still mothers and seems like fairly good ones and fathers and businessmen and dentists. But half of them are probably on cocaine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it, I'm sure a lot of things just happened that, that legitimately met probably just did have no motivation behind them. Yeah. Had no real explanation. Yeah. So I think that... that, that out well. The other thing I really loved, um, about how uh, the movie and how it was like a, a really like a period piece kind of thing, was the language in the film, especially the first scene. You know, when she comes, Shasta comes to Doc, and have this conversation, and there's that's a ballsy conversation to write as your first conversation in the movie, I think, because first of all, it's probably it's probably just a nonsensical sort of conversation because she's nonsensical. Yeah. But they also speak, um, there's no extra movie style explanation for the audience about what they're talking about. It's a conversation that they would have had. So it's a conversation between two people that know each other and would have like a shorthand.
0: Yeah. Like it never explains how they know each other.
1: And they also use a shorthand that I've never heard before that is a sort of way of speaking like that, that stoner, stoner, hippie yeah. shorthand. Some really interesting, like shorthand, another l- language almost that I I didn't understand a lot of, or or it took me a, a while to understand what was going on. Yeah, you know what I mean, you almost have to translate it, and I really, I really, really like that.
0: Yeah, like like the ad, Bigfoot's TV ad. Yeah, so Bigfoot the cop also works as an extra.
1: Yeah, which is sort of a uh, callback to. Hello, Confidential. Yeah, in, you know, in the time where police were on TV, like actual policemen were in police shows. Yeah, but
0: he was just he was just an actor yeah. as well. He's in a police show, like at he's the end. He's really bad. Yeah, but <laughs> but he's also in this ad, and he's got like an afro and like sixties oh, the, the vest and yeah, the parachute pants, it's not and the parachute pants, but like the. Yeah, and he's just getting pan really uncomfortable. Yeah, advertising this housing estate.
1: But he's trying to advertise two stoners.
0: Yeah. Like, it's totally radical.
1: It's totally radical, man. All that sort of stuff. Like, the way... I wish I could remember a couple of sentences from their exchange. Mm. But if you want to watch that first scene, like, it's almost a different language. Yeah. So, I really enjoyed that. That's really
0: cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed... I, I really enjoyed the characters and the setting of the movie. Um... Uh, I, th- I, I think Doc was very well acted and, um, Bigfoot as well. Yeah. One yeah. thing I did want to talk to you about is there's one character in it, which I think is almost like a figment of, meant to be a figment of Doc's imagination. Like, you know, the girl that's, the girl that's narrating it and the girl that's like driving with him in the car. Oh yeah. yeah to yeah. the yeah, massage parlor. She's like
1: a spiritual guru type person.
0: Yeah. But she's. She's just, like, never acknowledged by any character other than him. And she's in the movie a bunch, but she never really... Like, she never interacts with anybody else. And a bunch of times, like, he's driving somewhere and he's talking to her. Yeah. And then he gets out of the car and she's gone.
1: Really? Yeah. Do well, you think of a scene where that happens?
0: Um, so, the scene where he goes to the massage parlor. He's driving there talking to her. Is she there yet? Yeah. Yeah. No. She's in the car talking to I mean, him. And she's just not there. And then he gets out and goes, goes off and never heard from... Again, uh, for the rest of the connecting scenes to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he's also driving to, I think he's driving to the Golden Fang. He's not driving to the Golden Fang place. That's with
1: his his friend.
0: Yeah. He's driving somewhere else and the same thing happens. Like, it even shows him in the car and there's no one else there.
1: I'm just thinking about the the few scenes that she has that, they share with another person. She
0: uh, she shares a scene with Shasta. Yeah, there's two. The rain scene. There's two scenes. There's a flashback scene. Yeah, where she's
1: talking to all of them, and I think someone else is there.
0: That yeah. That? There's a the scene where um, he is at the diner, and she tells him to change his hair.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. That's the yeah. one I was thinking of.
0: And the other one is with him and Shasta. With him and Shasta. And the Ouija board.
1: And does Shasta speak to her?
0: I don't think so. That's interesting i mean it's entirely
1: something that would make sense in those movies yeah it's
0: just very odd and it's never acknowledged and it's she's not all that memorable as a character even though she is the narrator of the film yeah and you know i I never usually really understood that bit
1: i would think you're right she's a figment of his imagination like a product of of his his conscience paranoia yeah she does sort of tell him yeah spiritual guide but actually a spiritual guide yeah (laughs) like a She's, she's not real. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I didn't pick up on that. Mm. That's interesting. Talking about where, what scenes you thought actually happened and what scenes you thought were hallucinated, there is a scene where Josh Brolin just kicks down his door, <laughs> later <laughs> yes. in the film for no
0: reason. Josh Brolin kicks down his door. And then,
1: and then he's doing drugs, right? There's he, a, he's there's just there's smoking a bunch of weed pot. a bunch of papers, and a bunch of other stuff on this table. And he's, he's got, and Josh Brolin kicks down the door, has a brief conversation with him stares him in the face and proceeds it's, to eat eats like an ounce of pot everything on his table like he eats the papers <laughs> and
0: the pot just the just lo- the look on Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix Phoenix's face that He's is just, one of my favourite scenes well, in the movie well he looks like a man
1: would look at his sword like
0: <laughs> stony
1: phrase Josh Bowler just eats everything <laughs> on the table just stuffs all this weed and all these papers into his mouth yeah chews them up looks serious the entire time I'm, you know it, that guy as well, Bigfoot. Mm. You know, He's like a
0: straight laced anti. <laughs>
1: and just leaves.
0: Yeah, he just he he literally <laughs> kicks down his door, <laughs> kicks it off the hinges. <laughs> just
1: eats it. It was that's got to is... be not real, right? That's that's what I thought. That's got to be no, nah, no, nah. not imagined.
0: I kind of that... saw it as more as like.
1: You think that actually happened? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems like the kind of thing Bigfoot would do it does. in an intimidating, <laughs> incredibly strange way. It makes
1: those. No, also, doesn't he smoke before he does Yeah. Smoke? Does he? Yeah, and he smokes in a really practiced way. Yeah. Yeah. So he sits down with him and he takes, you know, he takes like a, pr- a puff. He like does that whole like in your mouth before you breathe it all in kind of thing.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, that's, it, mm,
1: I reckon that didn't happen.
0: I don't know. See, there's a bunch of really weird, dreamy stuff, like when Bigfoot just shows up where Doc is. Like when Doc's at yeah. the. Is it when he's at the doctor's place? And he walks outside and Bigfoot's there and he, like, jumps on the car? I'm thinking
1: of the scene where Bigfoot's eating breakfast and explaining things to, to Doc. <laughs> 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 he shouts. He shouts in. Japanese. Japanese to the Japanese guy. Like he doesn't like Japanese food, but he eats there because he likes the respect. Yeah. So he knows Japanese. Okay. That's fine. That's like a thing that like high powered men do to seem successful. You know? Like yeah.
0: He like yells at the chef. In, in his, Don't his own, own language. Pan, yeah. But recently. he says
1: everything like six times. Yeah. It's so weird.
0: Yeah.
1: Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Josh, yeah.
1: He's just a weird character. Yeah, you know, so. I think
0: it, Josh Brolin definitely looked like he was having fun in yeah. this movie. So but I, like the usual, he p- was playing his usual sort of straight-laced, serious, yeah. super serious character, but it was a bit more ridiculous. So to,
1: to go off on a little bit of a tangent
0: um, that
1: that I think is kind of relevant here is, uh, this is something we haven't done before, but I've been reading instead of watching things. That's right. Reading? With paper? Books? Yeah. Books are for nerds, man. <laughs> I've been reading Nick Frost's autobiography, or memoir. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Frost is the chubby guy in the Cornetto trilogy, so in Shaun of the Dead, and he's someone who's best mate in real life and in all the movies. And he's had like a crazy hard life, but it's also a life filled with drugs. I would also highly recommend the book to anyone. What's the book called? Uh, it's called Truths, uh, Half Truths and Little White Lies. And it's really good. But there's a lot of talk about like doing drugs and he's pretty much done everything and all the differences between them and stuff. And he was talking about being on LSD. Right. And then going onto that and and like all of it just seemed like a, oh, you feel different until you get to the, uh, until you get to the, I don't even know what they are. Like he's he's talking about it in that, in like the nineties, um, in the hard, in the hard step, no hard, hard house, hard house scene where just he doing a bunch of pills for the first time. And the stuff that he talks about there, it made me think it made me think of that during this movie because it just seemed like seamlessly stuff that wasn't real would be there. You know how people talk about doing drugs or drinking and it's always like a distortion of your world? Mm. It's never like just crazy reality warping. But that's what he was talking about. Like he had this thing wherever he would do he would do whatever he was doing. That people would just understand why he would touch everyone's face because he would just see black spectacles in everyone. It, everyone would be wearing glasses. <laughs> like that's not a of distortion or like a vague thing. He just would clearly see everyone who's wearing black, black rim glasses. Yeah. And so he just had to check. Like once he's, and he saw it, once he followed a guy all the way home from the bus because he saw, he was watching this guy and then his back, light shot out of his back. And then drew like a, you know, the Inca, the Nazca lines thing. You know, there's those big things in the earth that can be seen from space. Yeah. Yeah. So, it just drew one of like the bird Nazca lines on him. So, he just had this glowing lit up Nazca lines pattern on his back. And so, he just (laughs) followed him home. So, what I'm saying is that I looked at this movie and thought, what is real and what is not, right? (laughs) If you're like (laughs) a prolonged drug user... The idea that maybe Bigfoot is a real guy, but you're seeing Bigfoot hold a huge dick-shaped chocolate-covered banana while he's talking normally. It's possible that that just... Banana just didn't exist. But everything else did. You're just seeing the banana. I don't
0: know about that. I reckon the movie's meant to be pretty literal. Yeah? For the most part.
1: <laughs> it's so strange.
0: It, yeah, it is a weird movie. I think it's a beautifully shot movie as well. Like... Oh yeah, the way they frame characters—it's a very movie. No, it's a
1: really nice movie to look at. It's
0: really coherent, and the plot's super incoherent. Just as as you would have heard from us discussing it, it's like, entertaining though. Yeah, it's entertaining. Worth watching, I think. Yeah, it's, pretty, you, it's pretty long. Would you recommend it? Uh, it would depend on the person. Yeah, I I would say I wouldn't it. recommend it to someone who's more of a casual movie fan.
1: No, like I could think of a long list of people that I wouldn't recommend this to. Yeah, and I've got a short list of people that I, I would. Yeah. But I think those people would really enjoy it.
0: Yeah. So I think uh, that's, well enough that's, for, that's enough for Inherent advice. That's Inherent advice. So um, let's try and get back to something
1: a little bit more cohesive, maybe.
0: A bit more mainstream. I understand you saw Neighbours 2.
1: Bad Neighbours 2. Yeah, I've saw, I saw Bad Neighbours 2. So that's the Seth Rogen... Uh, frat movie. Yeah. So It's the Seth Rogan, Zac Efron movie. Yeah. Uh, it's a sequel to Bad Neighbours 1. And surprise, they're about to sell the house now. But now there's another. There's a sorority this time that's moved in next door. Yeah,
0: so so it's Zac Efron and his wife, who's played by Rose Byrne. What? No, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so in the first movie, they were just living at home, and they just had a baby, and they're doing all right. Like, so they, just, they baby baby stuff. They just moved baby. in.
1: Yeah, and then a frat moves in next door, and they have a feud between him and Zach. Zac yeah. Efron, who's, like, the crazy leader of the frat. Yeah. Who's, like, super into just the frat life. Yeah. Uh, and he's clinging on to it. And it was, I really enjoyed the first one. So, I went and saw this one, um, and I, I would recommend it. Like, I, I I, laughed throughout this movie. I thought it was it, really Is really it a funny. big
0: dumb comedy? Um,
1: yeah, it is. Like, there's definitely... The fact that the, they've got a sequel, it's a pretty contrived, lazy way of writing the sequel.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So... It's tough because I, I have to first make a decision before I say anything about how
0: much Seth Rogen actually sort thought this through. He didn't write it or anything.
1: Oh he didn't? How much I the writers so. thought it through. I thought he did. Pretty sure he had some influence. I know that he had at least some influence in it in the directing. Oh really? Yeah. Because he definitely directed Bad Name as well. No. He you was sure? Yeah, he was telling Uh, his whole plan involved uh, he wanted Zac Efron on and became mates and he was obsessed with he had a huge man crush on Zac Efron and so he redid all the scenes so that Zac Efron took off his shirt in every scene (laughs) (laughs) which is played up in this movie as well are you looking it up?
0: I am looking it up we'll pause no it was directed by Nicholas Stoller it was produced by Seth Rogen
1: produced by Seth Rogen yeah okay well there you go anyway um, I want to, I'm going to decide how smart they, they were when they were doing this movie because, uh, I don't know. Like, so I, I, I think it, it, I think it's just, it doesn't really warrant that much explanation. It's, it was really funny. Is it groundbreaking? No, but I really, I laughed a lot. During okay. The movie. Um, and I'm a huge Zac Efron fan, which is a little bit weird. I know. Um, and I'm not a huge High School Musical fan. It's not that.
0: please. Which, which movies of his are you a fan of? <clears throat> um, are you, or are you just more a fan of The Man?
1: I'm a fan of The Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I've really liked him in a few things. Uh, Charlie St. Cloud, have you ever seen that? No. That's sort of a really sad... If You're a Big Brother, it's a, it's a, it's a sad movie. Um, it's about a, Zach Efron's character who loses uh, loses his brother in a certain way. I don't want to spoil the movie, and and he goes that he he goes to this place where he used to take his little brother to mm. uh, practice baseball, and he talks to him like he, he imagines his little brother, and uh, he's worried that if he forgets about him and leaves, then so basically about this about this young man who has a promising future and then sort of goes a little bit mad. Because it's something brother dies. Hmm. But I really like it. Um, there's something else that I really liked Zach Zac Efronian. Right. I actually liked, the, he was in a, he was in a comedy with Miles Teller. That I what quite enjoyed. I don't know. I'm a Zach Efron fan. And there's what another. What comedy was in with Miles Teller? That I'm, uh, that I'm trying to think of right now. And I know I'm going to scream at myself when I'm editing this later. You're not
0: thinking of, um, 21 and over, are you? Cause that did, that had Miles Teller in it. Oh, uh, Was like, that the one where he? That's the one where their Asian mate, um, Andrew Chow or whatever, turns twenty one, and that and he's like knocked out for the whole movie. No,
1: that doesn't have Zac like, Efron in it. No, you know? It has Miles Teller in it. Yeah, and that's
0: fifty percent of the pie.
1: Yeah, well, that's no. What... It's like it's like a it's like a sort of a pulpy, chick flick esque uh, movie about relationships. Oh, okay. But it has actually some incredibly funny scenes. There's one scene where he's having a conversation with Miles Teller on the phone because both of them have taken way too much Viagra because they wanted to go out clubbing and drinking without having any problems. Yeah. What? So, <laughs> so they, <laughs> what? Took, they took like a bunch of Viagra, and uh, they're talking, discussing that they both have to pee, and they're in the phone on in the they're in different women's houses. And uh, Miles Teller decides that he's once he's what he's gonna do is he's gonna trap he's gonna trap his dick underneath the rim of the toilet and like sandwich it there so it stays there. And and they make a joke because Zach Efron uh, he's he's really rips like he is in a lot these days, and so he's like doing a one-handed handstand, like horizontal, not a handstand. Like he's holding himself. It's hard to describe. He's holding himself with one hand, uh, horizontal. Above the toilet? Does that
0: make sense? What? See everybody listening? It makes... That's... Yeah, it makes sense. But that just... That's how he's doing it. Fantastic scene. Uh, <laughs> Great movie. Yeah, I bet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, just, I just... I just like the guy. And so to see him do something that is not... Uh, chick flick related. Right. Is really good. Okay. <laughs> I... I mm. I'm trying to... There is a, there's another movie where this has happened. I'm trying to think of it. It's really going to annoy me. But anyway, no. it's about the fact that like I've... In the few things that I've seen him in that aren't chick flick related, it's clear that he has a lot of fun making them. Yeah. And he's quite good at it. So for me, it's just... It's it's nice watching him in this because it's... It's like watching someone who is pigeonholed who sh- shouldn't be and He's getting a chance to be in something that is so different to the movies that he's been typecast in. You know,
0: it is so, a pretty tight cast. Zac Efron, sort of like um, it, it's, it's not, a
1: boy. It's it's it's, it's a very not that it's a, very, much of like, a
0: far cry from it's what a very he's, beer and pieces. Yeah, movie. but it's not. A, it's not like it's not all that surprising that he'd be cast in a role like this. Mm. To me, okay.
1: Well, Zach Efron aside, <laughs> <for a second. laughs> well, yeah. I think it's really good. I, I actually like. Uh, I really like. What they do with Zach Efron's character in this one, where he plays sort of the middle ground. Mm. So this is obviously a few years later.
0: Yeah, so it's after. Yeah, after he's graduated from college and. Yeah, he's
1: graduated from college, and it shows you you actually catch up with like the frat boys from the first one.
0: Yeah. So
1: the 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 black guy who organises everything, and who like smooths things over with the police, he is. Uh, he is that, that other guy who, who shuts down their party all the time. This crazy police officer from the first one. Mm. He's that other guy's partner. He becomes a police officer. And so there's this, there's this phenomenally funny scene where, like, he's it's his helmet cam. And, like, the guy is quite subdued, right? The, the, the guy in the first movie, the police officer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going on this drug raid and he just goes like apeshit and he's like this ain't this is like he's like oh this is time for the big leagues rookie <laughs> he's like you're like, he academy anymore and he's just like he's having way too much fun with police brutality essentially like he kicks down the door he screams at people wow <laughs> and it's, it's him like enjoying that um Dave Franco's character is getting gay married because that's legal now and he turns out to be gay this whole time
0: And actually,
1: a a really nice thing about this movie is that that's entirely woven into it. Um, Yeah. It's
0: not even a blip on the radar. And they don't make it like a gay joke?
1: No, they're having a a poker party. Right. To show where Zac Efron is. Yeah. So it's the uh, uh, the older guys, and they still get together. But, you know, you see how it's drifting apart, and Zac Efron's
0: not moving. And they're not having crazy frat parties anymore. Yeah, but just he's not moving moving up or on. Which it definitely showed, like, towards the end of that... Yeah. Because he's, he's, doing, he's a just weird... being a naked...
1: He's, he's being like a shirtless model.
0: Yeah. It has a weird... It, it has a really weird epilogue scene where Seth Rogen sees Zach Afron and he's like... He's an uh, Abercrombie and Fitch... Shirtless model. Shirtless yeah. model.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, just like out the front of their stores because that's what they have in America for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's sort of him talking about, oh yeah, all his mates graduated, but since he was partying all the time, he couldn't graduate. Yeah. His
1: story's kind of sobering. Actually, it plays onto that because there's a serious reason why he can't move on. Uh, It's because, like, they called the police and he organized all that crazy shit. He has a police record and no one will hire him. Yeah. That's what they talk about in this movie as well. Anyway. So there's a
0: bit bit more to the, the, the plot.
1: They're having this poker night. And uh like don't get me wrong the whole idea that there's another frat and what they have to do is very contrived but like
0: there's some cool stuff guys a on. bit there's a bit more to it in this. Yeah. it's not as uh by the book
1: yeah they had this poker night and uh you know it goes around the table The dude with the just the, the massive dick who's played by um his little guy he was in uh super bad oh Christopher Misplatz yeah 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 he developed an app. McLovin. He developed an app um, and he's like a millionaire. He developed an app where if you take a photo of your own dick, it, it makes it look bigger. <laughs> <laughs> it <was> massively successful. <laughs> so, as everyone's moving on and they're having this poker night and there's another guy there and he just seems like a, I guess, another dude who's not from the frat.
0: Mm.
1: Um, Yeah. And then uh, all of a sudden it's actually planned and like the other three guys start singing this like we this like nice little, sort of romantic song, and Dad Franco's, like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And he turns the other guy at the table, and you know the other guy does a speech, it's like you know, like. Any else in the Yeah, yeah. they else? And they will say like, "Hurrah!" There's like that's there's like no sort of. Oh, that's kind of sweet. It's really good, actually. Yeah, it ties in much later with what
0: Zac Efron ends up doing as the right. career.
1: But like, yeah, I, I thought that was kind of a,
0: a nice thing that does. Okay. Well, That's um, a lot longer than I expected to talk about. Yeah. No, there's a few. Bad names too. It also
1: addresses uh, uh, r- the line, the really fuzzy and hard to talk about line between um, actual, be- actually being progressive and mm-hmm. being a feminist, and then using that uh, as a way to to get what you want, like sort of hiding behind that idea. Yeah. Which is something that's always really difficult to talk about because, um, because yeah, you get attacked, you get attacked by people who are hiding behind that that idea. Hmm. Yeah, um, it's a hard thing to criticise something that's based in such in such like clear good. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so you know, obviously, these girls start this sorority because apparently there is a rule in America where um, frats, groups of men, who start those groups are allowed to have parties on, on campus and groups of women, sororities, are not. What they do, is, the whole agri- thing is that they are supposed to go to the frats and the frats are supposed to host the parties. So it talks about the fact that all the frat parties um, are uh, like policemen and hoes or it turns out every second word in that that pairing is always hoes right? Right. in some way. And so, they, the girls split off and decide to make their own party in which they dress really... They dress down and just have fun.
0: and be, Yeah. Yeah.
1: And just look normal and don't have to wear any makeup and all this sort of shit. Yeah. So, it's cool in that way. And then they sort of drift into this area where it's clear that they are just like... They're now just using this whole idea that they started this as a way to empower themselves as a big crux for doing a bunch of shit that's Yeah. Not so,
0: like, it starts off in a good place and then they yeah. abuse the bell. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And Zach Efron,
1: which this is this is not the trailer, you know, it just seems like Zach Ephron's gonna appear as a like a like a guest who who helps Seth Rogen. Yeah. No, that's actually not what most of his role in the movie is. What? They find him alone crying in that house that they buy. Like they don't know what to do with their sorority, and they open the house that they bu- they're gonna buy, and he's, and he's in there. there. <laughs> he's just sitting there, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's, and his underwear. He's just sitting there in his underwear with a baseball bat in the center of this room. What? Yeah. And so, like, they awaken him, and he's like, <laughs> and they're like, we want to. And he's going like, to teach you want to do? Yeah, and he's, yeah. He's like, I shall teach you how to run this brand. holy <laughs> oh, shit! She's <laughs> like the crazy mentor.
0: They've released the crackers. Yeah,
1: they've released the cracker Exactly. He's ready to have another. He's ready to have another crack.
0: Wow. All right interesting yeah so I'd
1: actually recommend seeing it there are a lot of really stupid things and I, I can think of a couple of our close friends who I'm sure are gonna shit on a lot but I, I really Chris
0: Chris <laughs> fucking Chris
1: yeah never have that guy
0: <laughs> anyway I talked about that before. anyway I think that's probably enough for for movies the movies yeah TV how
1: about, shows how about, I've got a TV show that I really want to talk about
0: but how about you speak for a little bit so, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really have TV shows really to talk about Game of Thrones, again, this week was amazing. And again, I haven't seen it. And you definitely need to catch up. Like, stuff is finally chugging along in Game of Thrones, and it's great. And I don't want to spoil anything, but it's really good, and you should watch it. And I've also been watching How I Met Your Mother. I think I'm up to about season seven now. Yeah. Which is a lot of a show to watch in a short period of time. Um, And I'm kind of getting to the point, it's kind of made me realize, I maybe watched all the way up into like season eight or something. Yeah. Um, Because I'm still remembering episodes when I watch them. Oh, okay. And it's definitely not as funny anymore, but it's a bit more watchable watching it all in one chunk rather than waiting week to week and having absolutely zero things happen. Yeah well for one thing Every you can sort of
1: remember what's supposed to be going on and like, Yeah,
0: yeah. So you can kind of see the characters and it's it's kind of the characters definitely over time get a bit less interesting.
1: Yeah. But it's like a familiar friend. Yeah. We have yeah. Men- we have mentioned this in the last episode, so we won't yeah,
0: mind we learn. won't dwell on it all that much. Yeah. But yeah, I don't really have anything to talk about T V shows either. Well I'm waiting for you to,
1: to finish how much mother and then we'll talk about it.
0: Yeah. I want to see how you react. We'll talk about the ending. Yeah. Yeah. Any um, TV shows for you? You so watch House yes. of Cards. So I've
1: never actually watched House of Cards before. Yeah. Sort of, I've sort of skimmed over it somehow. There was no real decision that making there. I just ended up not watching it. Yeah. So I like started watching that. I messaged you guys. I was like, hey, uh, House of Cards is any good? Like a go, resounding yes. Yes. Definitely. Are you idiot. <laughs> 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 uh, Has Kevin Spacey in it? To... Yeah. So I pulled up an episode. He's... And then I watched all of them. In fact, I just finished season one today.
0: Yeah. It's a very watchable show.
1: Oh, man. It's a good show. It's... It's... Oh,
0: I love it. So well made. So well acted. Yeah, Just top quality. I
1: really like the fact that, you know, um, it's got a bit more... It's clearly got a little bit more license because it's a Netflix original. And they can just be intelligent with it. Which I think is the only way that this show works. Yeah. I think there's a real... You know, like, uh, the whole regular television programming way of, like, of thinking is really not conducive to making an intelligent show, you know? You can't pander to the everybody if you're making an, a really intelligent show, because people collectively
0: aren't. Yes. You know, like... This show, more than pretty much, more than certainly any commercial TV network show... Yeah very much it's definitely speaks to the strength of the netflix release model which is the the show is designed to be a season is designed to be a chapter that's binge watched over a weekend yeah yeah very clearly yeah
1: it i mean that's it's i think uh, the seasons are labeled chapters yeah and the first one is just like book one kind of thing yeah um yeah i I, Man. i was hooked from the start i really like it um if you want to I have a lot more to talk to you about it, I think, when when I finish it, and we, yeah. can, we can both talk at the same level, but right now, man, I'm loving it. It's just reached that point for me where the main character is, where Francis is uh, going through that arc, the same arc that was happening in Breaking Bad, where you start off really with him, and then does a few things that are a little bit more murdery than I think I'm comfortable with. <laughs> and you start to be like, oh, okay. And then like the, I think it'll be the same thing as Breaking Bad where like, you, uh, I stopped being with Walt as much and started rooting for the other characters that had been introduced over, like over Jesse. the period of the show, like Jesse, like Hank, you know, people like that. And I think I'll do that with this too. It's clearly setting up, like at the start it was him, Francis, Kevin Spacey gathering all these people, right? Yeah. And now, where you leave it off in the in, in the end of the season, um, it's everyone's off doing now their own thing, and a lot of them are against him now.
0: Yeah. Um, does that does it does that sort of not work out? Do they all come back to him? So the whole show is about him.
1: Oh, I know. Well, the whole show, the whole Breaking Bad show, is about Walt's
0: Yeah, but it's still mostly focused on him, and they introduce more characters here and there, and yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, know, but I, it, it is still mainly focused on yeah. him and his journey and what he's doing.
1: I, I, yeah, no, I'm fine with that, actually. I really, I really love his dynamic with his wife.
0: Yes. It's, it's a really... You know, Robin Wright, Robin Wright won a Emmy for her I, performance no, in season 2 Yeah.
1: Her, their relationship, I, I love. It's so not a conventional romantic relationship, mm. but it is still a, a really great pairing of people. Yeah. Um, the just the fact that they're in it together to such an extent
0: it's like them against the world
1: yeah and they're both this, like that and I really think that's a, a stereotype like a, like a I would say I suppose a sexist stereotype that I don't think people get into very much whereas like in these shows um the woman the wife is often uh not not as corrupt yeah. She's like, she'll find out that he's done something halfway through and be like appalled with it. You know?
0: Yeah. In these sort of political shows. Yeah. In these political shows. About in this
1: in, in any of these shows as well where they're sort of Breaking Bad shows where the main character is Breaking Bad and... Yeah.
0: Where it's, it's actually, it's very much a partnership. It's very much a her.
1: partnership and she is as Ruthless as him. Yeah. There's a particular episode where, in the season one, where she has an interaction with their previous security guard, he's like, now got cancer or something. Yeah. Where you see that. Where he makes that assumption that sh- that Francis is a monster and she's trapped with him, you know? And she's not. She's very clearly not. I really like that. I love uh, the line he has in the, in the first episode that, about her when she's introduced to it, Where she says... um I love that woman. I love her like a shark loves blood, (laughs) which is just (laughs) so good for them. It's not really a romantic thing to say, but it's, it's so, uh, it's, it's, it's such a good way of outlining their relationship. Yeah. So I I really like the show and I don't have too much to say about it because I,
0: um, I think
1: once you've gotten all the way through it. Yeah. I want to see how it, how it plays out. Yeah. But I really like it. I like the shows where you know, you see a play and it's all happening and there's big stuff moving around.
0: There's definitely stuff evolves over the course of that show that that is pretty insane.
1: I really I really respect um, I really enjoy his confidence and his capability. Like I like that in a main character, and sometimes it's lacking. He seems just so like hard, hard and unbreakable and in control, intimidating. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't have much doubt. That he will succeed, you know, at any point in, in the show. So, anyway, I I, I really liked uh, watching House of Cards. I feel a little stupid being like, "Hey, House of Cards is good." We watch <laughs> it. Everyone else really got there before me, I think. But
0: yeah, it's it's a fantastic show. Yeah, it's first not, season especially is like as good a TV as you'll find. Oh yeah,
1: it's it's I mean it's it's weird. It's a little. It's getting up there with like me at at this point in time being like. Hey guys, have you heard of the show called uh, Game of Thrones? It's pretty good. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it it's, is. Yeah. It's good. I mean, everyone else knew it. I just didn't. So. Yeah. Well, it's good that you finally quit up with the rest of the world. Yeah, and I'll keep us updated. We'll have House of Cards House Watch. House of Cards Watch.
0: Yeah. All right. I think that's pretty much TV. Okay, you don't, cool. You don't have anything else to nah, not really. Might have a bit more next week. More Game of Thrones. Well, I've been watching. Yeah.
1: One day I'll catch up on Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm just not too excited about it. I'm really fucking excited about the second so- half of uh, Vikings. Really? It's going to come I'm out I've not soon. put up with that yet. But, uh, yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Video games. Video games. So I've been playing a couple of different awesome, fun time video games this week.
1: Awesome fun times.
0: Yep. So uh, Uncharted 4 came out this week.
1: Yeah. you <laughs> got to tell me about that because I've never played an Uncharted game. Don't even know what that story's about. I have a vague inkling that Nathan Fillion voices the character. He does not? No? <laughs> Who's <laughs> that? The
0: character looks kind of like Nathan Fillin. So Fillion it's voiced, voiced by um, Nolan North, who voices just about every video game character ever.
1: Nolan North. Oh, he voices... I remember that name. He voices Superboy in the cartoon
0: uh, Young Justice. Probably. Yeah. He but does. he's like he's like a pretty prolific voice actor. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So he plays Nathan Drake. Um, so the Uncharted games are basically indiana jones the games but they have a bit more plot because they're like 10 15 hour can i fight the nazis uh in the first game you you fight nazi zombies (laughs) nazi zombies yeah so the thing about all the games is um it's it's like sort of swashbuckling indiana jones style you're going in you're trying to find all these artifacts and you're uncovering lost treasure the first game you you're trying to find el dorado second game is you're uncovering um, Sir Francis Drake's treasure. or well, that might be the third one. Third one is... Sir
1: so Francis Drake, the pirate
0: who was also... The pirate, also who is...
1: A, uh, something for Queen Elizabeth. Who's an explorer. He was also really tired of Queen Elizabeth.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, and Nathan Drake likes kind of pretends that he's a descendant of Sir right. Francis Drake. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and in all the games, there's like a little bit of... Um, supernaturally weird stuff like there is at the end of most of the indiana jones movies right yeah yeah so in the first one the supernatural weird stuff is zombies you fight zombies nazi zombies no Na- i think they're nazi zombies yeah fantastic yeah
1: fantastic <laughs> it's very tomb raider
0: yeah. In Assault, yeah it's like a sort of m- more updated more modern day tomb raider before the new tomb raider games came out okay um and yeah so very, very Tomb Raider. It's about un- uncovering lost treasures, and
1: I mean that's swinging
0: same, on ropes, and I
1: mean, that's the same formula that happens in all Tomb Raider games. This last one, you know, you you, you follow along with a reasonably real world esque thing, and then in the end, zombies actually.
0: Yeah, in the first one.
1: <laughs> yeah, sort of giant. No, no, in the in the in the one that was released now, the Rise the like Tomb Raider. Yes,
0: there's been a, there's been the two that, the there's that, been two new ones. The
1: one the one that was released when
0: the PS4 was released as part of the package. Okay, field. okay, yeah. So that's like the Tomb Raider reboot.
1: Yeah, the Tomb Raider
0: reboot one that came out a couple of years. ago. It was
1: like normal, normal, normal. Uh, weird, a little bit of supernatural stuff. Oh, very supernatural. Weird, yeah. giant storm-related samurai zombies.
0: Yeah. So it uncharted the uncharted supernatural stuff is a bit bit step further back into realism. Okay. Um, but the whole thing about the uncharted games is they are like the most cin- cinematic, movie like experience you'll get on the PlayStation. Yeah. Um, you're doing crazy stuff like swinging on ropes. Um, the second game, <laughs> the second game you're like, you're climbing up a train as it's falling off a cliff. Um, yeah, like you're outracing avalanches and um like you're jumping jumping across all these abandoned ruins as they fall down behind you and classic that kind of all that classic Indiana Jones type stuff okay um and they are masterfully made games Uncharted two and Uncharted three are like cinematic experiences that everybody who has the opportunity to play them should play Uncharted one it's the first one so it's a bit less polished. Than that, and it has a good story, and it's a good establishment for the characters. Um, but you could probably maybe watch a bit of a summary on YouTube to get it, because the okay. gameplay is not quite as tight as it is in Uncharted Two and Uncharted Three. Okay. Um, and they are available on PlayStation Four as well, all of them. Um, but the thing, the thing that kind of really sets apart Uncharted from Tomb Raider games, I think, is the characters. So the way there's that, actual that characters in- there's actual <laughs> characters that you care about, okay. and they're just so well voice acted and motion captured, and the animation is so well done. Um,
1: so you just don't care? They're they're, they're believable
0: movie characters.
1: You don't care about anyone in, in Tim Rainer games, no. Usually, because it's not a, re- a returning cast. Everyone dies in Tim Ryan games. Usually, it's you like stumble out at the end.
0: Yeah. And that kind of happens in Uncharted, but actually, there's a there's a big old cast of characters right? Okay. that you grow to love, like Nathan and, and his mate Sally. And Nathan Fillion is not in the one. No. No.
1: <laughs> I really thought that he was. No. Nah. Is he in some other movie, uh, game like that?
0: No. Nah.
1: Fucking Nathan Fillion.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so um, Uncharted 4, then, yes. Is like it's meant to be told as the final chapter kind of thing. That's what it's. the trailers and stuff so yeah, they're I've they're seen they're a lot of final out.
1: chapters in games that have not been the final chapter.
0: <laughs> yeah, which I thought Uncharted 3 was going to be the final chapter, but it didn't end up being, did it?
1: I thought about every Halo game was the final chapter up to Halo
0: 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, from Halo 3. From Halo 3. Yeah. But no. But um, no. Yeah. It'll, it'll keep going forever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so... Uh, the The kind of conceit of this game is that um, Nathan's brother who was believed to be dead comes back like Nathan has gotten out of the game he's working as a civilian he's married um
1: he's arched is it like a sort of thing where it starts off with an American family and he just leaves them Go and not, not
0: quite not quite not quite right. okay yeah so he's married he doesn't have kids or anything alright and he's working working as a civilian in America and his brother who um was believed to be dead. Turns out he was just in like a crazy Spanish prison and he's gotten out and he's, and he tracks him down again and he has to, they have to track down this treasure basically. So his brother comes back from the dead and pulls him back into this big new mystery that they've got to solve. And that's kind of just where I'm at at the moment. Okay. Then following the clues to uncover this long lost treasure, long lost pirate treasure.
1: I I may have to try it out. Yeah,
0: it is. You I you would love Nathan Drake as a character, I think, Okay. because you very much identify with the swashbuckling, um, fast one-liner like yeah. adventurer kind of character. So I think you would really enjoy um, Nathan Drake.
1: Okay,
0: I have, and the I,
1: reason I haven't played these games, yeah, I,
0: is you've never had a PlayStation.
1: Well, I did have a PlayStation, but. So, these kind of games where it's like a cinematic experience, mm. I've only played them if I've got them for free. Like, I've enjoyed them, but I, I've never really enjoyed them enough to buy them. It's so the games sort of games that I play. I played um, all of those type of games that my, that my sister's room yep. when she was not there on the weekends. Uh, it was just a goldmine. I would play through all the those story-like games, but... Like, to go back to my favorite game, Dark Souls games, like, there's a lot of stuff that I like about that that is just not there in those kind of games. You can go and do what you want, for instance. Like, you can play it more than once. All this yeah. stuff that...
0: So, I'm it's, guessing de- it's definitely a linear... It's a yeah. linear
1: game. Yeah. It's not difficult, I'm imagining. If it's a cinematic it series, be. everyone has to go through it at a reasonable pace.
0: Mm, it. Di- I mean, it's got diff- difficulty levels. It's like a Call of Duty campaign. Right. Okay. In that sense, like it has all this cinematic stuff, and there are some crazy things that they pull off on the PlayStation Three, um, four, or well, three because they came out on PlayStation. Oh, you 3. mean you're talking about the earlier ones? Yeah, yeah. Um, but they are a third-person shooter as well. Okay. Um, and <clears throat> what would you say is difficult? I can't you can imagine. Put the that difficulty down. It can be difficult. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not. It's not just you run through guns blazing. Okay. Um, because that's, that's it.
1: I mean, I don't know you, how you address that. Like, say you're Tomb Raider. It's got difficulty settings. Yeah. Say you're Tomb Raider and you want to make a game where you feel like Tomb Raider. Well, Tomb Raider runs through the whole place shooting, like shooting. She runs and guns. So that needs to feel like you're running and gunning. And sometimes it's just, I just don't, I don't have any, I don't have anything to offer them. But all I'm saying is when you make a game like that, it has to be easy. Otherwise, you're not running and gunning. You're just, it's, it doesn't feel like you're it's smashing it's, through everything, yeah.
0: it, it's, you know. It's 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 not. Uh, I don't know. You don't. You definitely don't feel like you're just smashing through everything. Okay. There are towards the end of the Uncharted, like two and three, and I've only up to sort of chapter six or seven in Uncharted four. Um, but the ending towards the end, it always gets a bit more difficult. Um, you start fighting and en- uh, arm and enemies and they start using more complex flanking routines and throwing grenades and that kind of thing. Yeah. And the, and the levels in which you're fighting them get more epic and um, more stuff is happening that you have to take account of. Like, there's a particularly memorable um, sequence in Uncharted 2 where you're fighting people on, like, the side of a bridge and there's, like, bits of the bridge falling down and enemies jumping down various platforms and all the, over the place and there's, like, you've got to keep track of a lot of stuff. So it's it's definitely not really easy.
1: Okay. No, I, I will I will try this one out. Yeah. I'll see how. I, I'm sure I'll be I'll be absolutely proven wrong with all my doubts, and I'll really enjoy it. Like I'm I'm sure, but that's that's why I haven't bought them
0: before. I guess. Why. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's why I why don't know.
0: I don't know if Uncharted Four is a good place to start. I guess it kind of is. But there's a lot you miss a lot of the character stuff by not playing Uncharted Two and Three. Especially, I
1: can watch something someone go through that. That's the other thing. You know, with YouTube playthroughs, a lot of those games that are just a cinematic experience that, that your in influence, you, you, that you can't influence, right? Like, yeah. that you playing the game won't, won't have a game look much different. Mm. Um, to, you, people can just watch a YouTube playthrough. I know that's sort of a weak cop out. It's always better to play the game. Mm. But a lot of people will just watch the YouTube playthrough. You know, yeah, that, that takes away something for me.
0: Yeah. One thing I will say about Uncharted 4 is they've really. Improve the combat, so I think the combat was usually was definitely the weaker element of the game. Yeah, um, just a f- fairly generic third person shooter, and they've added like stealth mechanics this time. Um, so you got your Assassin's Creed Three um, walking through the the long grass. You can mark enemies. You can do entire encounters right in style. stealth in stealth mode. Whereas before, there was a in Uncharted Three they introduced a little bit of stealth, mm-hmm. but Now they've really fleshed it out, and that's really cool. And so the final thing I'll say about the game is that it is the best-looking console video game I have ever seen. It is a graphical masterpiece. Like, Mm. you thought the It's Valley in Dark Souls 3 looked good? Yeah. You got nothing on some of the landscapes in this game. They are insane. Graphically, and the animation, and, like, the facial animations, and, like... Mm. And the cinematics are so well acted and voice acted. It's like watching a movie. It is...
1: But a movie you get to really get into. because It's a movie you, you get, get to be immersed in, in an,
0: and actually interact with. Yeah. And they've added dialogue choices this time. Very li- In a very limited sense, but there are some dialogue choices.
1: <laughs> like Fallout 4 style dialogue choices. Yeah.
0: Choose three. Choose, Choose three. one of three. None of them matter. <laughs> you know, like- yeah. It basically. Yeah. Yeah. But it just adds a bit of interactability to the game. Yeah, which is cool. No, it, I, that's yeah, been a that's It been is, a for a while. It is... Uh, so far, I'm, uh, as I said, I'm only up to chapter six or seven. Yeah. But I'm really enjoying it so far. And it is one, the best looking game on PlayStation 4. The best looking game I've ever played, I think. Okay. It, I it will is, try it out. Yeah, it, Naughty Dog makes such fantastic games. in their last release, which was The Last of Us, I think is maybe... Which is
1: another game I've never played. Another
0: game you've never played. And it's a travesty that you haven't ever played it. i have to get off it. I unfortunately on some countdown
1: saw the ending of the game, uh, Which, and then I was just like, "Oh, I don't know if
0: I want to play uh, it. It is—it's a pretty harsh ending. You kind of have to play it to really get that impact. Yeah, but that—that that is direct. That is the d- game directors of the Last of Us are the same directors okay. of Uncharted Four. Okay. Um, uh, Neil Druckmann and Bruce Straley. Um, and the Last of Us was a storytelling. Masterpiece And the gameplay for that was really good as well. And I'm hoping this is going to be the same sort of thing. Okay. So yeah, Uncharted 4, if you haven't played it yet, you definitely should. The, the Naughty Dog games are um, the best video games you will find that try and tell a story. They tell they tell actual stories. Okay, it, it might be, the Uncharted games are very much a sort of pulpy Indiana Jones type story, but they tell an actual story with real relatable characters. They do a bunch of crazy Indiana Jones stuff like kill millions of people. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but they are convincing and incredibly well voice acted and animated and the attention to detail in Uncharted 4 is insane. Okay. Yeah. Did you have any video that games you wanted bike. to talk about? <laughs>
1: um, not really. I've been having a really lovely time with video games but I haven't been playing anything new. Um, and we a bit of Destiny with me, yeah, finally. Yeah, that was great yeah, fun. That was exciting. I yeah. mean I was I, I haven't been playing Destiny with Pete because I this is the first time I got to see the expansion, which yeah. we talked about ages yeah. ago. Yeah, because you've been playing, you playing Dark Souls. Been playing Dark Souls, just a bunch. Um and then I started with Hearthstone and then I finally got around to Destiny now. And we played it for about a, for all day, just going through the new stuff. There's by no means any groundbreaking stuff. It's exactly no, what when you really mind. break it down, that they, they didn't really add much. Basically what I was enjoying was just getting into it again. Yeah. I've had that break now. I can play it again. Yeah, man, I really enjoyed it. I'm enjoying the fact that I seem both on Hearthstone and Destiny, um, just untouched by any uh, tuning that they do to the meta. Because I'm Hearthstone so don't know about that. I kind of wrecked you with a bunch that's, of meta that's decks true you did. But in terms of Destiny, I'm just so out of the meta. Yeah, most of the time I'm just so oblivious to when they change it. Like they're like, "Oh, you changed this gun." I was never using this gun. Like so. So, I've been enjoying just using exactly the same setup I've, I've been using for ages, except now it's actually really, it's kind of much better, I mm. think, now that some things have gone away.
0: Um, and auto rifles are really prevalent, meaning that... They're more prevalent. Well,
1: I've seen a lot more anyway. But yeah. Meaning that...
0: They've tuned them a bit more. Uh,
1: something like a between mid and long range high impact weapon, like the first curse, can be really good because people don't have much to fight it with. Yeah. You're either getting sniped at, or, you, or, like some dude with an auto rifle or a fusion rifle, or something like that, is trying to come up in close distance in that little area. There's nothing really. There's there's there's, there's less multi tool. Yeah, killing you. You know. Yeah. So I don't know. I've been I've been really enjoying it. Uh, it's by no means not going to get anybody new in. I don't think very no. long. It's not going to save the game. It's still going downhill. There's definitely. It's definitely evolving until destiny 2 comes out but it was enough to get old people in there
0: yeah yeah. Uh, yeah i agree
1: it was it was weird to and people this, is, this will translate over to every, almost every game in the online community but it was weird to go off especially at a time in our lives like like we are pretty much any time in your life if you're a young person um because everything changes a lot right? and so often right mm. It's weird to come back to a game and talk to some people online, and yeah, like you're we, like, yeah, I've been doing this and this and this and this and this. Is Destiny still a thing? What have you been doing? And he's like, well, I've just been just been playing Destiny. Like they, nothing's changed. Yeah, you. When you change, you even if we're talking on a really small scale of gaming habits, if you've changed, it's really weird to come back and realise that where you're from, or where you were, didn't change with you. Hmm. We, we we both went away. We came back. We talked to our, some of our old, old raid members. Nothing. Nothing happened. It's like, <laughs> it's like when I was out. I was gone for a week. Yeah. Nothing happened except now I don't have any of the gear that I should. You know.
0: Yeah, that was kind of nice. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was nice. A bit
0: surreal. Yeah. That's all I really have to say on that one. I, I any playing. any other games to play to talk about?
1: Um. Nope.
0: No. Okay. Well, I have one final game to talk about. Okay. Um, so I jumped in and played a little bit of the Overwatch open beta. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Tell me about which that. Which
0: is like the um, Blizzard, um, Blizzard who make World of Warcraft and stuff. Their new game, which is like a shooter. It's like a hero shooter. It's a much more fleshed out team fortressy type thing. Yeah, but yeah. There's, so there's it's their thing, sort so. of take on a team fortressy type game. Yeah, um, and it was really fun. There's, like, about 30 different characters you can choose. They all have really interesting character models and all reasonably different roles. Yeah. You've got, like, your support, attack, um, tank. Yeah. Then there's a fourth role as well, like a a constructor.
1: Yeah. If you're um, just... I know you're going to get into it a little bit, but before... If you're listening to this and you think, oh, it's kind of boring... Don't worry. That's that's everyone's opinion. That's the big thing, a phenomenon I've seen with Overwatch. Yeah, interests me more than anything. Is that everybody that I watch who's a streamer and friends who who I've seen play it or I've seen or Blizzard fans who haven't played it yet. No one is excited to play Overwatch until they play Overwatch. Yeah, and like everyone, looks, I've seen, it looks kind of yeah, dumb, and it's really really fun and oh, tight so to play. Fun. I play it all the time. Yeah, but they never were it started off from that place. It's a weird game when it, no one thinks it looks fantastic from the outside.
0: Yeah. And then the and it's really the varied. At least it was jumping into it as a new player. No, from what I understand. There's like 30 great. different characters to try out and that was really fun. I only played it for a couple of hours but it, I really enjoyed the time I had with it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to for when it actually comes out.
1: Yeah. Me too. Well, I still haven't played it yet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I played on console, I should say, as well. So it'd be interesting to see what the difference is with PC. Although I don't think my PC could probably run it.
1: It's been released on, on uh, console and PC. Yeah. Um, there was some talk at some stage from Blizzard, and we'll, we'll, we'll keep this quick. Uh, some talk at some stage from Blizzard that it was going to be one of those first uh, cross-console. Cross, yeah. Cross-platform. That would be interesting. Games. I don't think it made it there. But I'm excited to see that that's what people are throwing around these days because mm. that would be great. Yeah, having having been a console person since forever, and I had a PC that's pretty good, and I I play PC games. But you know, if it's a big game, I'll we'll get it on a console. And uh, having friends who are big PC people who would rather you know die than, <laughs> than get a console or play on a console, mm-hmm. um, it'd be great to just play with them, you know,
0: yeah. I have no, no idea how to say movie. from apart from the fact that i played it, I enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward for when it comes out.
1: Yeah. That's what we want to say. We know we run a little bit over time.
0: Yep. Um, so that's, so that's, that's kind of it.
1: Yeah. Homework movie for
0: next week. Homework movie for next week, <laughs> um, we're going to watch a movie called Hugo, which is like, I think it's directed by Steven Spielberg.
1: I'm Who knows? I'm sure it is.
0: I don't. Uh, <laughs> 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 yep. Yep. Um, came out a couple of years ago, um, pretty cool film, um, and we're going to talk about that next week, so here you go. It's Hugo. on Netflix. Yeah,
1: it's, uh, the reason we chose this one is it's just a little bit different to what we've been picking. Yeah, it's a bit uh, more a bit more
0: whimsical. And we were all
1: set to pick another crime drama. Crime,
0: yeah. Yeah, so we but decided then, to change tact again. Yeah,
1: this is a bit more cheerful and
0: yeah. I if there's, if there's a homework movie that you would like to hear us talk about, suggest it on our Facebook page. Fucking facebook <laughs> Facebook.com slash Please. Yeah, yeah, please do. I see you.
1: I see you listening. <laughs> you don't think we can, but we do. We have tracking tools. I know that you're listening to this person or persons.
0: Should we mention anybody in
1: particular? Fucking comment on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, though. We, I mean, we appreciate it, but.
0: Yeah, rate review on iTunes all that all that garbage. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the way it was. That's the 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 way it was. Is that now what we do? That's the way it
1: was. Jesus Christ.